Hey everybody, welcome back to the Huh Podcast. Huh? Huh? <laughs> We're on episode 44. Huh? What podcast? <laughs> We're on episode 44 today. We are looking forward to getting into a discussion about holiness. Um, we are excited uh, to have this discussion. Decided to uh, hello. Excited to look into scripture and see what the word says about holiness uh, and and the need to be holy. Um, so we're uh, looking forward to this this chat here. We've got our uh, good friend Christian and our semi good friend Garrett here with us today. Um, what what up, fellas? What it do? Um, what Mike does it, that mean? What it do? Garrett would be the one. That <laughs> All says, right, what let's, let's that? explain. Did you just to well, Garrett <laughs> some slang? Uh, what it do is mean what's going on? What's Why happening? Don't you just say what do you hello? Do? <laughs> Why don't you just say hello? <laughs> <laughs> what um, it do? I mean, that just sounds so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you see Garrett just diss me? Mike? I mean, just like listen to Garrett. <laughs> Maybe we should start the podcast. Hello, brethren in Christ. <laughs> Garrett was born in the wrong generation. I will say he was, he was born about at least forty to fifty years early. Yeah. Garrett was a deacon before. And he went one to could Sunday argue school. like eight hundred years early, right? You late, late, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, late, and maybe early. Who knows? I don't know what the next one will be like. It's the cycle's uh, going to come back to it. Maybe Garrett is like a Benjamin Button. Ooh. You know how he, he reversed? He was born an old man. So, like, when have you seen the the meme of the uh, the guy? It's the guy from. Mr. Deeds and like the crazy eyes for Mr. Deeds and yeah. like a couple other I don't know his name but he uh there's that gif of him with the hat on sideways and it's like oh, what is yeah. up my fellow youth or something like <laughs> yeah. that that'll be Garrett in like 50 years <laughs> Garrett's is. gonna just be like Garrett's gonna go back to youth ministry in 50 years <laughs> right <laughs> be like what is up my fellow youths what's up my fellow youths how art thou doing how art thou <laughs> oh yeah classic well uh, what it do in what the famous it words of do Christian. hey Oh, Maybe you get some slang in your life. Uh, don't be afraid to use slang. I, I really feel like a vast majority of our listeners understood what Christian was saying. I'm they sure. may have laughed and been like, what a goober. But like, I, have, sure that, I feel like the vast majority. I mean, I could have insinuated what he was talking about, but it was more like, why would you say it in that verbiage? That See, the problem is he just used the word insinuated. Yeah. And if you use that, you automatically don't understand what, exactly. it, what, what it do means. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, th- those are uh, different ends of the vocabulary spectrum there. Oh, man. What Good stuff. Do. Hey, here's so, the thing. God loves our uniqueness, and yeah. he loves our differences. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Even when you insinuate. Yeah. In fact, he, he wants us to be unique, which is a lot like mm. holiness, ain't it? Oh, God. I, I think. <laughs> For, for the sake of You're this like discussion, the king of transitions. For the sake of this discussion, I'll say yes. Uh, normally, I don't know if I would, but I'll say yes. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, what does? Uh, well, I mean, the the best way that I have heard, and yeah, I'm sure Garrett will give us a, a more textbook definition here in a moment. But the best way I've ever heard the word holiness defined is to be set apart. Um, that's the 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 way I understand it. Uh, and of course, when we talk about you know, the Lord, the Lord is holy um, because he is totally set apart from us in, in the aspect that he cannot be with sin. Um, he cannot be, you know, quote unquote, in the same room with it. Um, and 
to me, that that's the definition that I understand. Uh, and I'm sure there's a better definition that would flush out more of the intricacies of it because it is a very intricate word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not necessarily in this situation describe the um, level of genes, gene wear. Yes, you it know, doesn't. Because like, it doesn't have anything to do with holes in your jeans. It doesn't. Garrett, like Loki, thought I was making like a serious like it's like gene pool statement. Like, At first, I like, thought oh. you were talking about DNA. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was trying to say the where it does. Holiness not is the, not genetic. Yeah, <laughs> it has nothing to do with your Wranglers or Levi's either. Yeah. So, um, no, I mean that's the best way I've ever. For me, that's the way I understand yeah. it. And that's um, good. I think that's the way everybody. That's why learns I teach it. it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's why, like, I teach my youth. Uh, and we've been going. We actually just went through a holiness series mm. uh, and went in kind of detail over. Did you wear holy <laughs> jeans when you? I actually did. No, <laughs> I only have one pair of holy jeans. I don't even know if they yeah. fit anymore. D- it's the same people that wear holy jeans say what it do. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and Garrett and I do not own holy jeans. Well, so I, I, I don't. I have. I like black jeans. You know? I, mine I don't even counts. get holes because I don't do any physical labor. So like mine, I never even wear them to the point of. <laughs> <laughs> Where I need to replace them. I do wear mine out. I just throw them away. I don't buy new clothes, so after about five years, they'll rip, and I have to yeah. buy another pair of jeans. I usually but. get hand-me-downs. Right, I got a question. Does Garrett shop, or does Isabella shop for you? I shop at Walmart, so every <laughs> shirt I have, basically, Edible. is from Walmart. Bro, hey, ain't nothing wrong with Walmart. Dude, Walmart got some good clothes. I'm telling you. Walmart stepped up their game. I guess they have nice the most Walmart comfortable. Shirt, you can get there's these a game. t-shirts there from Walmart. The one that I have on, yeah. three dollars. Most comfortable t-shirt you'll ever Dude, buy. I have one. There, there, a there's one a game there somewhere. Is this a Abercrombie shirt or a Walmart shirt? <laughs> and true. I'm dead serious. I can guarantee you, I wouldn't know the difference. Dude, if, if we blindfold people and tell them to put a shirt on, mm. they would have no idea. There's a youth game. Do that. On well, the problem group. with that is. No, I don't think. Oh yeah, you probably you, you would just go by feel. You don't take you would just put a shirt in front of them and say feel the fabric. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think you could do. That. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Feel hey, the yeah, fabric. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, we went a different direction there. We, we, me and oh. Christian were on different ends of the spectrum. But there, to me, there's a game there because Garrett's right. I have like the Izod golf shirts. Yeah, I mean, or like the Walmart brand golf shirts are just as good to me as like the Nike ones. The difference is the logo, and I'm not going to spend like sixty bucks. And Fifty bucks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and like you can spend like fourteen at Walmart and True. get a nice polo. So, well, what about street clout? Um, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, I knew <laughs> I was about to say something, and then I was like, I'm just going to let Garrett go because I know he's going to ask. What That's that your is. reputation, clout, bro. Clout. Yeah, it's clout. like I cloud. <laughs> yes, exactly, dude. It's like sour. Who knew <laughs> Garrett was sixty two? Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought clout meant something like like confusion or something no. that would be like clouded like if you had clouded vision or like clouded. if it was clout has a t in it. clout with a t like clout chasers yeah um like mike no. yeah like loki like every middle schooler in- no. man i'm gonna struggle in 20 years when gen Dude, z you struggle becomes now. the people i preached to. Them. you struggle exactly. now already so <laughs> hey, i mean that's we'll too there. what it do i will say i'll, I'll defend do. you on clout Good i clout I can. I, I think if I was in youth ministry, I would have no clue what that was. Really, uh, as of the last like four or five years, because that hasn't been a popular word hmm. for in my life until the last four or five years with students and YouTube. And <clears throat> I'm not, not up to date on anything. Like I, I still wear the same clothes I wore in high school. So like. I found some stuff, and I still fit in some of the stuff that I wore in high school. So that I'm was glad exciting. I don't wear some of the stuff I wore in high school. <laughs> yeah, I used to Did shop at Goodwill in high school. That's where we we would hey, uh, we would dress stuff. up. Goodwill's got that fire. We would have heat. we would have my friends Garrett, and I would have what that means fire. <laughs> fire burns. Yeah, that's what you 
make campfires <laughs> with. <laughs> my friends and I in high school would have um, days at school where we'd all like dress up in suit and tie, and we'd buy all of our clothes from Goodwill. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like doing stuff like that. It was just yeah, buying goofy stuff. We, and then we'd uh, also have Hawaiian shirt day where we'd like find the dumbest hey, Hawaiian shirt. And we'd nice Tommy Bahama. We played shirts. with fingerboards, so... Tech decks for those of you that are <laughs> bro. Yeah. Tech so so tech deck is the Kleenex, um, the Kleenex idea. Kleenex is not the thing. That's the brand, right? Right. It's, it's right. Tish, it's uh, what, what's the actual tissue paper? I guess. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, tech deck is a fingerboard. So yeah. a fingerboard is like the thing, and tech deck is a brand. And bro. but but tech decks are so popular. I had but to... what you don't know. Go ahead. Is you can buy some really expensive fingerboards. Really? So try to take a guess. Garrett probably knows because I had some. I didn't buy the most expensive. I'll put that out there. But we bought some that were. I'll tell you. I mean, I'll I'll give you an idea. But get just take a guess at like. There's a website that a common price of like a legitimate fingerboard. Take a guess. What do you think? Well, I accidentally looked. It up oh, you looked at my party. <laughs> no. What, I, what are the price you see? The first one I only saw one, and it was four fifty. No, four hundred and fifty, six hundred dollars. Okay, well, that must be a collector's because I was going with like there, there was there was a website where you could get like a nice one. It was like one hundred and twenty. Wow. And perspective, For, tech decks are like three twenty-five, and they're like mark. what one inch long. Yeah. Well, they're piece of plastic. The thing is, is they're like <laughs> no, it's wood. It's real oh, wood. wood. Whoa. The ones that real mahogany, white oak. I mean, you're joking, but like <laughs> legit. Like, of course, the amount you get on there is so small. That you're not going to be paying like an actual lot of money. But that is crazy. We, I, I bought one that was like thirty or forty bucks. At one oh yeah, point. that's what they're looking at forty dollars so, in love. Yeah. So, <laughs> so stupid. So Garrett had suit and tie days, and we played with fingerboards. Just the wheels are fifty dollars. Okay, yeah. There, there's some, there's some high stuff, man. Who still plays? That's crazy. There's a guy that does YouTube and has a lot of subscribers, and man. is like insanely good at it, and it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you're like that has he's done way too many times. <laughs> but he's probably making way more money than we'll ever make. And speaking of. How set apart is that dude from the rest that of society? Is set <laughs> so, apart. So, Holiness. Yeah, so thinking about that was my best Christian impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's so. good. I like it. Thinking about how set apart that guy might be. Um, when we talk about the holiness of God, we're thinking about how how distant, not distant in relationship, but how distant God is from our character. Mm. How much greater He is. How much, um, how much uh, more mighty and more amazing and, and more. Uh, more wise he is all than of us. how he's beyond of, us he, he is yeah. way beyond anything that we realm. could ever yeah outside of our realm mm-hmm. outside of our set own apart. thinking god is for sure yeah he's the og set apart guy and and that's do you, garrett do you know what og is? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just gonna have a segment every day where garrett learns slang does garrett know <laughs> yeah does <laughs> no dude yes i got it we're gonna start giving him slang I like that. To open every episode, and we're going to see if he can guess what it means. Dude, that is... Li- all right, we'll do that next week. Someone write it down. No one wrote it down. <laughs> I got it. All right, head. well, I'll remember it. Okay, go ahead, Gary. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, um, God being beyond us is the entire purpose of the law. Um, so the, the law of Moses, the books of Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, it, it's what Israel was supposed to do in order to try to reach God. So up until this point, all of humanity had just completely fallen away from God and was going towards their own worship and their own desires. And Israel was supposed to be God's people, God's beacon that brings the rest of the world to him. But in order for the rest of the world to come to God, 
Israel themselves had to come closer to him. So he gives the law of Moses to Moses for Israel to follow to try to attain holiness. Um, or, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, sanctification. Sanctification was going to come as they were obedient to the law. And so the law of Moses is encapsulated, it's summarized in the Ten Commandments, which, you know, it is even people that aren't Christians in the Ten Commandments. Um, and the Ten Commandments are in Exodus chapter 20, verses 2 through 17. But then those Ten Commandments are expounded upon, they're kind of open up in the book of Leviticus. So in Leviticus chapters, um, or in, in Leviticus 19, <clears throat> basically, um, God goes into deeper detail about each of these Ten Commandments. And so in, in, in Leviticus 19, everything is kind of opened up a little bit more. And before kind of discussing the Ten Commandments in further detail in Leviticus 19, this is what God says to Moses. It says in, in chapter 19, verses 1 through 2, The Lord spoke to Moses, Speak to the entire Israelite community and tell them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. And so that's the encapsulation of the Ten Commandments, of the law. Why are we to be holy? Well, because God's holy. Why are we to go through the process of sanctification? Because God is holy. Because God doesn't need sanctification. He's the pinnacle of what sanctification is. And so we could kind of say that the goal of sanctification, well, not kind of, the goal of sanctification is to be like Jesus, to be like God, to be holy because he is holy. But that's obviously an unattainable goal. But the process of drawing into that is how we draw closer to God. And I, I, I have you ever, um, the the actor that does all those Lincoln commercials, what's his name? Um, that does all the what? Oh, the Lincoln, Lincoln Matthew commercial. McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Have you ever heard? <laughs> He's a big Texas guy. Yeah, yeah. I, he, Running for governor. I really like him a lot. Um, but he talked once. I can't remember what talk show he was on. All right, um, all right, all right. Yeah. No, it was it was during an Oscar speech or some speech that he gave that um, he was saying someone in his life asked him what his when he was younger what his goal was to be like to to come back a week later and tell him what he wanted to be in life what what he was trying to reach in life and he came back a week later and he said my goal is in. He was supposed to tell him what where he wanted to be in 10 years, 20 years, and 50 years. And he said, in 10 years, or right now, I want to chase after who I'm going to be in 10 years. And in 10 years, I want to chase out after who I'm going to be in 20 years. And in 20 years, I want to chase after who I'm going to be in 50 years. And the point that what he's making is he's saying, I don't want to set a goal. I just want to keep trying to get better. I want to you know keep reaching just things that are in front of me, I want to keep striving to be a better person every day, to, you know, all all this stuff. The point he's in, in that is that he's saying setting simple goals of I want to have this much money or I want to win this many awards is pointless because then eventually you'll get there and you're just like, okay, what do I do now? What God is saying through the law is he's saying be holy because I am holy. He's not saying you have to be as holy as me because that's an impossible thing to do. But he's saying, sanctify yourself. Try to reach me because in trying to reach me, you're going to draw closer to me. You, you, it's not possible for you to be as holy as I am, but in striving to be, 
that's when you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Matthew McConaughey is saying with his his goals in life. And, and I think it applies to the process of sanctification. We can't reach that goal of holiness, but the process of trying to reach that goal of holiness through works um, is how we draw closer to God. But like as you said before we started this podcast, there's two aspects of holiness, the aspect of us trying to reach it through our works and the aspect of Jesus giving us that holiness as well. Yeah. So as Christians, can we... If we can't technically reach God's holiness, can we even be holy? Um, what would y'all say about that? I thought there for a second you were talking to the third person. <laughs> as Christian said, I oh, the, I, oh, sorry, I didn't hear as, the last. I, you Christian said it. Neither. I just didn't hear the last S <laughs> until, and then I was like, "What's he about to say?" Yeah, not speaking <laughs> in third person. Christians. Yeah. As so, ask church. your question again. Sorry. So, as Christians, if if it's impossible to live up to God's perfect holiness. Are we holy, or can we even live a holy lifestyle? Hmm. Is it possible for us to be holy? If God's called us to be holy, yeah, is so it possible for I us? Yeah, so I think, is it possible for us to become holy, and I'll add three words, on our own? No. Is it possible for us to become holy this side of heaven? I don't believe so. Because we're always, I mean, Scripture's very clear. We, you know, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um. We so, are made. We are made holy, yeah, by Christ. But that doesn't mean our actions are consistently holy, right? So we can be holy, but it, we have to know that key point: we're made holy through Him. What Christ is, and that's what us. I was. Yeah, and, and you can also that on our own. Oh, you we, said insinuating. Yeah, <laughs> I heard uh, it. What is you're changing uh, on me? Uh, <laughs> and you can that's also say, don't, <laughs> don't do you, it. You know, you you can look at how the the law of Moses was supposed to show Israel how to be holy, um, but Jesus fulfilled the law. I was going to say, and you saw the failures that yeah. the law brought to light yeah. um, in in the people so, that even so, with the law, they still failed. Yeah. So Jesus, is, and Jesus says to them, you know, essentially, you couldn't be holy because the law was a stumbling block for you. Or yeah. Paul says that about the law. I'm not come to abolish and, the law, but yeah, I'm come to fulfill and, the law, yeah. So through me, you can have the holiness that the law was supposed to yeah. bring into you. Yeah, and then I think you can even see that, that you know, you, you get the vision of the Pharisees um, in the New Testament, and they were, you know, the, their claim to fame was that they followed the law to a T, and yet they still were missing it. So, um, so kind of as I was answering... Your question, Christian, those are two very similar words. Um, Yeah, I don't think we, well, I know we can't be on our own, but we are made holy, as Garrett was saying, through through Jesus Mm -hmm. and through his sacrifice and through the fulfillment of the law that we could not follow. Um, So I think think we are eternally holy through Jesus' sacrifice, but through sanctification, we can embark on the process of trying to be holy like him as well. Right. So there's kind of two senses to the word of holiness within the Christian lifestyle. Yep. And it, it, it's, a, I mean, it's a long journey. Like holiness, it's not something that just stops. Like you become, oh, I've reached holiness. I'm, and then God just lifts you up to heaven. Like yeah. you have reached level holiness. <laughs> but, but it is, it is you have that, completed the game. <laughs> you know, as we talked about sanctification two weeks ago, it is a process of becoming more like Jesus. That's what holiness is, is we want to become um, like Jesus. And it's going to be a process. It's going to take time um, for us to do that. But the Spirit's going to be working inside yeah. of us to make us holy. Yeah. And I think a distinction to be made here is is 
if we're not careful, and I'm not necessarily saying that it's us doing it, but as the church, as, as the body of believers, if we're not careful, we can really turn works into chores. Mm-hmm. We can turn the process of trying to become holy into a chore, mm-hmm. a checklist. The The purpose of us, you know, and, and Jesus telling, or God telling his people, be holy because I am holy, is not a chore list or a checklist. It is out of the desire of God's great love, his great mercy. We desire to be more like him because of that. Um, and so it's not a chore list or a checklist, but it is out of the desires of our heart that we 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 want to be more like him, um, and we do that through loving him and loving others. And, um, and there's a distinction there of, of chore versus desire. Well, and when his spirit's within us, yeah, we want exactly. It, it should it's it shouldn't feel like a chore. Um, Paul talks about right. in Ephesians. He he says, but that is not how you came to know Christ. Speaking of um, impurity of of being unholy. He's saying that's not how you came to know Christ, assuming you heard about him and were taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, to take off your former way of life, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires, to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and purity of the truth. So what what Paul is saying is holiness is, it begins by acknowledging that through Christ, that old self is gone. That unholy self is gone. The the, the impure self, the, the part that was desiring all these other things, that is being put off as his spirit, which desires spiritual things, mm. is being put on. And so th- that doesn't necessarily mean like you become a Christian and automatically things that you've been addicted to in the past are just gone, yeah. or that you become a Christian and temptations evaporate. But he's saying that when you become a Christian— your desires with the spirit within you become to be different. Mm-hmm. Well, now I desire to be steeped in the word. Now I desire to see God the way he moves in nature instead of just assuming that it's all an accident. Now I desire to to go and care for others instead of simply caring for myself. And And when we engage in those desires, we're engaging in the process of sanctification. That doesn't mean we automatically become holy because, you know, because we are flesh, we have fallen short of the glory of God. But because we are also spirit when we become Christians, we have this ability or this holiness, the spirit of holiness within us that we can then try to grow in as well. Right. And the true salvation is going to bring about a desire for holiness. Um, you can think, you say, maybe you're listening to this and you think, gosh, like, I honestly do not have any desire to do the things God's called me to do. I, I have no desire. And, and now there's going to be times where you don't, because of your flesh, you don't want to. But but maybe you have this absolute, like, honestly, I don't have any desire. And if that's you, you might want to consider um, or maybe check yourself on, are you truly saved? Because true salvation, when the Spirit, uh, as we as Christians, we know when we accept Jesus Christ and, and we uh, choose to follow Him, we are sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, that Spirit is going to guide us into holiness. So, so true salvation, it, it is going to um, bring about a desire for us to be made holy. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, but it's also something we have to work for. 
Uh, holiness is it doesn't just come easy mm. even though we have the spirit of god inside of us uh, and it's going to guide us in holiness we still have like we're all responsible for our own holiness uh, each person each individual um, though you're made holy through christ and though it's only christ's work that we are holy we're still individually responsible to live a holy life yeah um, we have to strive. We have to put in the work to live. And it's because it's hard Like to live differently than the world. I mean, you can think just in your own life, how difficult is it to try to live differently um, mm. from when everybody else is doing this one thing? Uh, you're like, man, gosh, everybody's doing gotta, it. I'm the salmon. I got to go I'm, upstream. I'm the salmon. I got to go yeah. upstream. Everybody's going downstream. It looks easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Romans uh, 7 and uh, 21 through 25. Uh, says this, so I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. What a wretched man I am who will rescue me from this body of death. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. And that is kind of, I think, describing what you are, what you are describing. And yeah. Paul is, you know, kind of just saying, look, you're going to have, you've got the spirit, but at the same time, there is the law of, of, of sin and nature and flesh that Garrett was talking about earlier. Uh, and it's a, you know, as Paul says, it's a constant war. And before that is the most confusing, well, one of the most confusing passages in scripture for I do what I do not want to do. And yet I, you got to like really read it and take your time with it. Mm-hmm. And Paul really is just describing, um, look, it's hard is basically what he's saying. You've got the guiding, the Holy Spirit that guides you and leads you. Um, but like you said, we have to continue to fill up with that spirit and allow it to overflow. And that's um, in Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully the goal in our student ministry name is overflow student ministry. Uh, and that's kind of the idea of our student ministry is as we hopefully are filling up with his joy, his peace, his spirit, it overflows into those around us. Um, and so in that same regard, like you said, allowing, you know, or, you know, allowing the spirit to fill us up to the point where it is overflowing around us. Um, and that light is overtaking the darkness. Um, but it's a process and that's, you know, that's what we talked about. The process, that is the process of holiness is, is allowing the spirit to continue to fill you up and acting right. on that because not only it's a desire. is it just a process, but holiness for the Christian. And I believe in today's age of Christians, like where we're at, holiness is one of the most important things, mm. especially ministry leaders. Um, but I think all if Christians, individuals as well, it is one of the most important things that we can focus on because a lot of times we put holiness on the back burner. Uh, and I think it's important for anybody listening to know that holiness, it's not an option. The holiness, for, if, you, if you're living a Christian life, to live a holy life, it's, it's not an option. It's a command from God, uh, and it's the call that we have on our lives. Now, some people can, some people put, like I said, they put holiness on the back burner hmm. and, and they go off and, you know, they do the Christian life, but they think that they don't have to live to, some level of holiness, mm. and maybe it's because they feel like they can't live up to Jesus Christ, mm. uh, what, or whatever it might be. But but for us, we have to know that holiness is not an option; it is our personal responsibility, uh, and we have to fight to strive for holiness. And I think we need to qualify <clears throat> all of this by saying, just because you struggle with 
trying or with sanctification and reaching holiness and um, just because you still struggle with sin, even if you're a Christian. That doesn't make you any less of a Christian. Um, A lot of our sin, a lot of our shortcomings, a lot of the things within us that are that are dirty are, are there because of our past. Um, and, and Jesus, we, we see that through Jesus, our past is essentially, um, just taken hold of and destroyed and, and it is killed. It is taken to, to the grave, but that doesn't mean the, the aftershocks of that aren't still there. And, and so we'll still continue to struggle with things that we struggled with before we became a Christian. We'll still have, um, if, if we had abuse that we faced in our past, the ripples of that abuse will still be there even in our Christian new beginning. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, things that we had in the past are still going to come up in the present. Being a Christian doesn't make them evaporate because we are still living in this fallen world. That's right. What's different should be our desire for that. And if you are in Christ, and yet you don't desire to be like Christ, then you, I think we need to, in those cases, assess ourselves and say, am I in Christ? Because if we're in Christ and we say, well, I, I'm, I know Jesus loves me and I love him, but I don't really want to be like him, then I can't confidently say that you're fully embedded and rooted in Christ. Because someone who's fully rooted in Christ wants desperately to then have their growth out of their root in Christ and and blossom and flourish and produce fruit that is like Christ. But if you're not rooted in Christ and you're just kind of, think of it like you're a potted plant that's sitting on top of the soil that's Christ, then you're not, you're just kind of like, well, there's Christ's love beneath me, but you're not rooted in it, so you're not going to desire to Mm. produce the fruit that comes out of that. Yeah. that nutrients and desire will grow the more you grow in the more you continue to walk in holiness your desire for mm-hmm. god's going to grow you know psalms it talks about taste and see that the lord is good mm-hmm. and it, it's crazy that the more i experience god and, and the more that that i taste and see how good he is the more i desire him mm-hmm. you know i desire god more now than when i did when i was in high school yeah even though i was saved i, I desire more now why because i've experienced him more yeah uh, and I've spent more time with him. Yeah. And I've tasted we, his, his beauty yeah. and his wonder and his glory. And I think a qualifier in that, too, is I can look back in high school, and my I can remember feeling the Spirit move in high school. And there's times when I look back in that, and I think, man, was the Spirit moving more then than it is now? But then I also assess myself now, and I think I, I, I realize that I'm so much deeper in that relationship than I was then. And, and I think... I don't think there's there's um there's an old church father who wrote in the um, 1200s named Saint John of the Cross and he wrote about spiritual growth and he says when we first become a Christian God gives us something called consolation where it just feels like the spirit is constantly moving that nothing can go wrong and then out of that consolation as you're growing and seeking and desiring God more and more it's just all going to feel like it's falling apart. And that doesn't mean you've all of a sudden lost that growth. It doesn't mean the Spirit's all of a sudden abandoned you. It just means that now God's basically pulling that that bottle away from you because you're an infant, and he's saying, okay, it's time for you to have solid nutrients now. Here's life, 
and here's me taking the bottle yeah. away. And then you start growing in that. And that's when you really see your desire for holiness because you begin thinking, well, you know, life as a Christian, it's not all sun shines and rainbows, but I still want to, mm. I still desire Christ. Yeah. I still desire to be like Christ. And that's when holiness really begins to take root once the consolation, once the bottle's taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to college and. You went to college? I did. I barely passed. But he graduated. Um, I had through I a got couple, a degree through, barely through a couple bribes. I made it through. Now I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I uh, no, there's a federal court case on that. Yeah, so. I wasn't the best. Uh, wasn't the best student out there. But there's one phrase. Well, there's a couple. There's one teaching. I'll say one of my professors said that always stuck with me and still does. Obviously, because I'm about to quote it. Um, he he used to say the uh, the closer you get to God, the further you realize you are. Um, that is so true. And I'll add to that, and he may have said this, but I might have stopped listening. But the more desire you have to get there, mm. um, I think there is a power there. Like you, you know, kind of the process of holiness is like Garrett, like like we've been saying, was the closer we get, the further we realize we are, and mm. the more unattainable it is to get there. We realize how unattainable it is yep. because he is totally set apart, as Christian was saying early on in the podcast. Uh, you know, another dimension set apart. I mean, it's just totally a different ball game. Um, he is outside of time and space. And so the f- closer we get to, to holiness, to the Lord, the further we realize we are, but the more we want to get there, the more desire oh, yeah. we have to get there. Um, and to me, that is something that has always stuck with me, and I think I'll go to my grave remembering that phrase oh, yeah. and, and hopefully modeling that out. And, yeah. and that's so true because, you know, that's because the more you grow, the more you realize mm. how holy God actually yep. is. Uh, and we, we talked about, you know, you realize... And how how strong that law of sin in the flesh is in your life. Oh, yeah. Well, the more yeah. you grow, the more your capacity to realize God grows as well. So, mm-hmm. like, think of it this way. When you are just a little tiny tree... I'm a tree. <laughs> it, it's, I am Groot. When, when, <laughs> when, when you're on a, a, a nursery... Um, like where you're growing, you know, plants and stuff, and that kind yeah. of nursery, not the nursery where not, you're not the growing a child. <laughs> um, but <laughs> when you're when, <laughs> when you're at that's a plant, where they come from. <laughs> <laughs> when you're at a plant nursery, you see a little tiny tree, and what's wrapped around it, like a girder, yeah. and that helps it to grow straight. And that kind of you can also you can put those in there to prevent deer from coming and eating and such. When you have that girder on, you're not going to have the ability to really stretch out. You're just going to have the ability to grow high, okay? But as you grow, then they take that girder off so that you can also grow wider and fuller and th- and, and thicker. And, and it's the same with our life. When we are first in Christ, we don't really have the ability to fully see how holy and good God is. We just know that he is, and we want to grow up towards him. But then as we grow and that barrier is removed— we begin to see, holy smokes, I am so inadequate in comparison to Christ. I am so inadequate in comparison to the glory of God. And we realize how much more we need to grow in Him in order to um, to follow Leviticus 19, 1 and 2, be holy because I am holy. Hmm. That's true. It's good stuff. It's good stuff, fellas. Um, how do we grow in holiness? Real quick. 
Sanctification. No, sanctification. All right, we talked about sanctification. Let's say they're listening and um, they missed our podcast on sanctification. We encourage you to go back to podcast and watch it, or I mean, listen to it. We don't have video yet. I hope you try and watch it, actually. <laughs> yeah, watch it for Why 40 is minutes. Not working? Just what? Mine's frozen. It's just a picture. Uh, but yeah, how does how do we enter into a process of sanctification, or or what does um, and sanctification is us becoming more like Christ? How how should that look for our lives? With humility. Oh With yeah. Humility. <laughs> well, I agree. That, I think that's the first thing. I know that's what I mean. Yeah. If I'm real. But I think also it's it's birthed out of a desire to be like him, and so you're saying in that you're saying I am so unlike you that I want to be like you. And you engage in this process of relational prayer where I I think the first thing you do in sanctification when you go on this process is you begin to wake up and your first thought of the day, your first prayer of the day is, God, I'm not like you. God, these are my struggles. God, help me be like you. Mm -hmm. And and, And when you're conscious of that and you engage in that, it helps you for the rest of the day then think, is, are my actions an example of me growing closer to God. And then that also changes how you read Scripture. As you read Scripture, you're letting it impart on you, and you're saying, you're you're reading Scripture, and you're saying, how does this point me and grow within me to be more like God, to be more like Christ? And then your actions change because you're saying, well, this is what Scripture says, and I've committed in prayer to being more like Christ, so... I want to now do the things that Christ would do. And and so it but it all begins, I think, Christian, and what you're saying, on making this conscious decision to continuously pray the prayer of admission that you're not like God, that you're not like Christ, the prayer of admittance, these are the things that separate me from you, God, and the prayer of um deliverance. Father, make me more like you. Father, help me to grow in you. Yep. And, uh, you know, part of that, getting into that prayer is that, Garrett said, you have to have a realization of what's going on. You, you have to have a realization of your own sin. You have to have a mm-hmm. realization of, hey, I'm not holy. God, help me to get there. Um, and that's the Christian life. We have to realize that we need holiness, that it's not an option, that we're responsible for our um, own personal holiness. Uh, and part of getting there is, it's simply, you know, if you're listening to this uh, today, is simply spending time with God. Mm. You know, learning His scriptures, looking into His Word. Uh, if you want to know how to live a holy life, read through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Open up your—maybe you've never read a Bible before. Um, hey, if you open it up, there's there's two sides. One will say Old Testament. Another side will say New Testament. Start in the New Testament. Read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and look at the life of Jesus and how He lived differently mm than everybody, how he was completely set apart. The people had never seen anybody like Jesus yeah. and live like that. Mm. Uh, I think I think that's one of the ways um, we can truly live a holy life. It's powerful stuff, man. Boom. Powerful stuff, yeah. Yeah, I always, uh, in a kind of a simple manner, I've always said, how, how can you be more like someone you don't know? Um, and so, to your point, we can't go through the process, really, of holiness or sanctification if we don't even know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're not striving to even... To even try to know who he is. Of course, we can't ultimately know everything there is to know because, again, he's set apart. But True. Um, getting in his word, spending time with him, understanding more of who he is and uh, and, and what he ha- is communicating to us through his word uh, is vital to to those growths. So, 
hopefully you uh, learned more about holiness today. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the importance and um, how vital it is um, to, to following Christ and to being a Christ follower. And hopefully you learned maybe some ways that you can um, begin to practice that holiness and um, strive to be more like him each and every day and, uh, and discipline yourself in the spirit uh, to follow him. So um, it's good stuff today, Christian. Good stuff, my it friend. It is good stuff. Do you have any huh moments for the day? Um, Anything that just make you say huh? One of those is strictly um, just Garrett not knowing what uh, I feel like that was a pretty good hum moment. Like everyone at home was like, huh, wow. He, uh, uh, and I've already found some, uh, some good ones that we'll give to him, uh, in the future. Some good. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. We're going to start our, what was our, what was it, it I don't remember what it was like. Uh, it, does I don't, Garrett I don't know? have the name, but yeah, like something like does Garrett know? And, and we're going to see if we can trick him, which I, I mean, I feel like we'll probably do that a few times, but I, I gonna, think we'll stump him a few times. Uh, we're going to start what that. Were you saying? Our um, new segment we were starting. Yeah. Does we're Garrett just talking know? about, Starting a new segment about you. Uh, he asked if I have any home moments, and uh, I said my only home moment really is the fact that Garrett just didn't know anything Christian said today. So um, um, it sounds well, I didn't know it. I could have inferred what he was saying. Asked, could have ascertained it. Yeah. Hey, I have a, I have something that's really hard to believe. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, this is my home moment for the mm. day. Did you know? Sure didn't. And this is bizarre. Oh, sorry. I mean, it's, I found it on the internet, so it's got to be true. That's what Abraham Lincoln said. How, how much do y'all know about elephants? Um, they're big. Yeah, they okay. carry their child for two years. For two years, that's uh-huh. it. That's a good moment. All right, did you know this about elephants? Elephants, they have, they have those big ears, of course. But did you know they can hear with their feet? Huh. Hmm. Like vibrations of the ground, you think? Uh, Maybe that's kind of what it's I haven't read at. the article. I just read the headline. Yeah. So I don't believe it. <laughs> um, it's on a... I also really enjoy a good elephant ear from like a carnival, so... You ever had an elephant ear? You never heard of them? I don't, uh, Sheesh. What is it? It's like a big, like, um, it's been a long time, but it's like a bready thing with like sugar on it and, uh, like a, yeah, it's like a funnel cake. A, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, but they're, it's, uh, I gotta more, look this up. more, less texturous. I don't it, think that's worth than ele- a funnel cake. You know, a funnel cake kind of is uh, an elephant ear. Yeah. You never, I've never heard of it. Maybe I haven't been to enough carnivals. I'm looking it up. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, I've seen yeah, so that. elephants yeah, are the longest. They have the longest gestation period of any um, animal, and it's for six hundred forty-five days. Wow! I guess it uh, is almost two years. Really, that's just crazy. a funnel cake that's just flat instead of like somebody lazy crazy looking. Somebody yeah, was lazy somebody making just a funnel dumped cake. it in there. Yeah, yeah. that so would be ma- actually good, that looks better. It's a good home moment for the day. Um, Garrett, you want to pray us out? After talking about pregnant elephants, yeah. Of course. Pray, There's pray no for better all time. the pregnant elephants out there. <laughs> hey, shout out. Safe <laughs> delivery. Shout out to the pregnant elephants. Yeah, well, and pray for all those poor elephants that get their ears chopped off at the carnivals to yeah, make an, an elephant ear. Seriously. Just kidding. Elephant ears are not it's fried. It's fried dough. It's fried dough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call animal control on Micah. <laughs> hey, I wasn't one that said they got their ears chopped off. <laughs> Uh, they still have their feet though, so they can hear. They can hear. They can still hear. Yeah, they don't either. They're good. <laughs> okay, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this time that we were able to spend in your Word, and this time that we were able to spend in discussion of holiness. And God, remind us that we do have pasts. We do have um, things in our lives that have imparted um, bad habits or temptations. And having those things doesn't make us any less of a Christian, but Lord, remind us that 
by being in you, by being rooted in you, we are called to holiness. We are called to sanctify ourselves, to grow in you, and and we should have that desire. And so, Lord, bring that desire out of all of us that are here discussing and listening to this discussion. God, uh, I just pray that you're continually with us, that your love follows us, and that you are at work within your church. Thank you for your love, Father. It's in your Son's name that we pray. Amen. Amen.